Chicago 15, slot right, single receiver, Hester to the left. Press coverage, snap to Haney, throws it over the middle. Intercepted! Intercepted! DJ Rodgers in the end zone for the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy presents the Packers Trilogy Podcast. Hey, all Packer fans, what's going on? Welcome to the Packers Trilogy Podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy, the podcast for diehard Packer fans by diehard Packer fans. I am your host, Trevor. You can find me on Twitter at Spender underscore Trevor, and I am joined, as always, with my good buddy Tyler, a.k.a. T plus you can find Tyler on Twitter at Tyler Kurth. As always, you can find our writing for Fansided. For me, it's at Dairyland Express. Tyler writes for Reviewing the Brew. Make sure you guys check that out. And as always, you can find our podcast as well on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Trilogy underscore pod and also on the YouTube. Today, we are going to look ahead to... The big time Chicago Bears matchup that's coming up for week 17. Before we get to some Packers football, Tyler, how in the world are you doing? Oh, I'm good. And I guess you can't say that I always join you because late night games have been my kryptonite lately. (laughs) As you mentioned, thank you. Uh, I don't know. The holidays have been good. I, don't know, I feel like it's always harder for me to just get back into the swing of things routine-wise with the holidays, like especially with sports and podcasting, like I tend to step away from everything. And then like I feel like other people are like, oh, I'm going to use the holidays to catch up on podcasts, to do this, to that. And I'm like, I haven't listened to a podcast in like two weeks. So. <laughs> not even our own. Usually I'll listen to ours and make sure that we actually sound somewhat professional, but not anymore. So trying to get back in the swing of it, man, it's hard. Tyler, we've been doing this for a year and you've been listening just to see if we sound professional. I can tell you that's not the case. I've been handing out grades for each of us. I'll release those later. I'd love to see those. I can't imagine mine's good, especially on days when I decide to rant. Like when fucking people tell me, it's important that Aaron Rodgers hasn't thrown to a first-round fucking receiver. <laughs> Fuck you! Is that that just upped your grade. Oh, yes! <laughs> <laughs> so, before we get into the Bears uh, preview, like we always do, um, if you've been with us for a while, we, are, we start with the injury report, we go through one thing we need to do to beat the Bears, then we'll go to a stat and or matchup, and then we predict the game. Before we get to that, because Tyler... Um, decided sleep is more important than all of you. Um, he's got to tell me what his thoughts were on the Titans game. And <laughs> that was a fun game, at least for the times that Tyler was actually watching it. <laughs> well, yeah, I did miss the first quarter due to driving back from the holidays. So maybe I need to listen to the beginning of games on the radio more often because the Packers certainly got off to a great start in this game. And 
You mentioned a lot of things really good on the recap pod, the one podcast I've listened to here in the last two weeks. <laughs> um, but I like the thing, the biggest thing for me is I sit back and talk to more people like at work about this game now is, and I want to get your thoughts on it is just the speed of the players in that game. Like obviously it was snowing and uh, the announcers are talking about cleats and slippage and all that type of stuff, but nobody really fell down and the Packers just looked a hell of a lot faster offensively and defensively. I mean, they didn't let Derrick Henry get his momentum going. So put physics together. He's going to get tackled sooner that way. And receivers, Devontae obviously creates a lot of um, separation just in normal conditions, but in the snow, like the defenders didn't stand a chance. So like, was it just unfamiliarity in the snow from Tennessee's part was there just like, was there maybe been some hesitancy by Tennessee overall? Or what do you think about that? Chris Collinsworth mentioned it a few times on the broadcast of, you know, you could, like you said, it just looked like the Packers were faster. Flat out, it just looked like they were more comfortable. They had confidence in their cleats. Like, I don't know what exactly it was, but it was even without Collinsworth saying it, you could see that pretty obviously that the Packers just looked like they knew how to run in the snow and the Titans just flat out didn't. They didn't trust their being able to plant, make hard cuts. It, they just didn't look like they were comfortable in it. And I think that's why, to me, I think this number one overall seed is important because the Titans are like that who are a ground and pound team um, you know, they rely on that kind of more power run and granted they, they do more than just that offensively, but they, they, that's kind of their focus. That's their main thing. And to me, you look at the other teams in the NFC, Tampa Bay, I know Tom Brady has played in the snow before, you know, he was in new England forever. So he's played in snow before, but a lot of those other skill position guys, you know, they haven't really been to playoffs. They haven't played a ton of meaningful games in December. You know, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, they haven't had a lot of those games. You know, you look at the Saints, they have been in some of those games, but I don't know how many cold weather playoff games they've been in because they can't seem to beat Minnesota, who was, plays in a dome, or in their own dome, they can't beat Minnesota, apparently. So, to me, like, I think it's going to be a big-time home field advantage, even without fans. I think it's... This game right now, or from Sunday night, that is part of the reason why this home field advantage is so important. Because literally, the Packers just looked like they knew how to play there. Titans flat out did not. And I think that will be the case for teams like Tampa Bay, like L.A., like the Saints, like the Cardinals if they get in. There is a lot of teams in the NFC playoff picture, potentially, that are not going to be used to that outside of Chicago. And it's not going to matter because the Packers are going to beat Chicago, so they're going to be out of the playoffs. So it doesn't matter. Uh, um, I do think there is some truth to what you were saying. Um, I don't know exactly why, but it just looked like the Packers were more comfortable. Um, and that was evident throughout the game. And that's super exciting. And for the people, and my dad is included in this, and I yelled at him over Christmas I don't want the first round by the Packers don't play good off a of first round by shut up. The Packers kicked the shit out of the Seahawks in Lambeau after a bye last playoffs. The 49ers were flat out a terrible matchup for the Packers last year. 
they weren't going to beat them, whether they had 18 weeks to prepare or they had one week or two weeks, whatever it was. I don't think the Packers were good enough to beat the 49ers last year. Now, the Packers are the team to beat in the NFC. Give me the bye. Give Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, all of these guys time to heal. Jamal Williams, you know, time to feel better. All of these things is going to be very important. And I think this number one seed is very important. And the Packers are going to go out and prove that in I hope it's something like the Titans game. I hope it's just a demolishing, but the defense says fuck you to your free 15 points in the fourth quarter because we could actually, you know what? I hope they get their 14 points in the fourth quarter and it's 40 to 25 again. And then they pay Mitch Trubisky and keep Mac Nagy for more (laughs) mediocrity down in Chicago, because that would be awesome. (laughs) All right, Tyler, do you have any more thoughts on the Titans game? Uh, not a whole lot. I'm I'm just glad, really impressed, I guess, with the defense that we saw. I mean, you kept Henry under 100 rushing yards, and I loved the strategy that Capers brought out. I mean, they talked a lot about on the broadcast that they had like five D linemen essentially in there at all time. Um, so they brought more people in. So I think that was the right way to go about it and kind of kind of crowded the box a little bit and made the receivers try and beat you. So I liked that strategy, I, I will say. Well, Tyler, I'm going to make fun of you. Oh, I no. just had a flashback to 2014 because apparently Dom Capers is the defensive coordinator now. <laughs> you Did said, I say that? You said Capers scheme. Oh, no. <laughs> there goes my grade. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mike Patton definitely did have some interesting scheme. And I did mention that on the recap podcast of like, he basically had a five-man front, three true down linemen, and then those outside backers, which, especially in the run game, can be used as virtuoso defensive linemen coming off the edge there. And they did a very good job of setting the edge Rashawn Gary, there's one play in particular. I can't remember when in the game it was, but he sets a hard edge, and then whoever's blocking him, he's just like, um, excuse me, little boy, I'm going to go tackle Derrick Henry. <laughs> um, and it, that was just awesome. And speaking of this defense, let's talk about a potential big-time ad, maybe, maybe. Uh, Damon Harrison, Snacks, uh, what the Packers got him via waivers. Now, There's been some speculation if he's actually going to accept that um, because, like, I guess he doesn't have to come. I I don't know all of the rules, Um, but the Packers were granted him off of waivers. There was some tweets out there that, you know, he basically, the 28th, someone tweeted at Snacks and said, you plan to play for another team this year. Snacks says... That's the plan. If I can work out the logistics of it, not doing the waiver thing, though. So that tells me, you know, he wasn't going to go to just any team. He wanted to play for specific teams. And someone quote tweeted him saying that and said, well, the Packers just signed him on waivers. So is he not going to Green Bay? And someone else said, no, you know, it. this is his way of saying I'm going to go to where I want to go. I'm not just going to go anywhere. Like I'm not going to the Browns or something like that. Or no, not the Browns, the Bengals, I meant. And then he replied to that person and said, bingo. So it sounds like he's going to come to Green Bay. He said he didn't want to play in cold weather. 
but it really sounds like he wants a ring. And it seems like Green Bay is the place to do that. So sounds like Snacks is going to be an addition. I don't know with all the COVID rules. I doubt he can play for the Bears game. The Packers win and they get a bye. I imagine we're looking at divisional round. If they don't get a bye, I imagine still probably divisional round, even though he is a veteran. So maybe um, he would play in the wild card round, but I don't think the Packers are going to be in the wild card round. So that doesn't matter. But I'm looking for sure divisional rounds, divisional round to see snacks. And I think this is a big time signing. And it's not like you're getting a J.J. Watt type of player, but this is a known commodity. And especially first and second downs, you put him out there next to Kenny Clark and the likes of Zadarius, Preston Smith, and Rashawn Gary. It's going to be a lot harder to run on this team. And the run defense is magically starting to look a little bit better. So to me, this helps the defense a lot and continues that defense in that up, upward trajectory that they have been on the last few weeks. Let's get to the injury report, and then we'll get into our Bears preview. We have two did-not-participates for the Packers. Rick Wagner with a knee injury. Kingsley Kiki was is in the concussion protocol. Um, limited participants, Kevin King, Alan Lazard, Mercedes Lewis, Will Redman, Zadarius Smith, Equinemius St. Brown, Jay Sternberger limited with that concussion. So hopefully he's on his way back. Um, and Jamal Williams with his quad injury was limited as well. Full participants, Simon Stepaniak, Darnell Savage was full. He was listed with a finger injury. And Adrian Amos was listed with an ankle and he was full as well. Uh, Jair Alexander isn't listed on the injury report, which I feel like that's the first time all year, even though he's been full participant all year. Um, that's just kind of nice to not see his name on there for once. Uh, for the Bears, they had four did not participate. Deion Bush, Akeem Hicks, illness. Don't really know what that means for the game on Sunday. It's Wednesday as we're recording this. Way too early to kind of speculate there. But uh, if there's another game without Akeem Hicks, that poor Bears defense. Because that guy, Khalil Mack is a better player. But Akeem Hicks is very fucking important for that defense. Um, other did not participate. Buster Screen with a concussion. Jalen Johnson, the another cornerback with a shoulder injury. That's two that did not participate. Cornerbacks, um, Deion Bush, they have him listed as defensive back. I'm not sure if he's corner or safety or a, a combination of the two. And then Akeem Hicks. So all four on the defensive side of the ball against this Packers team. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, the rest of their injury report is all listed as full participants. Um, I'll just run through them real quick. DeAndre Carter, Tayshawn Gibson, Jimmy Graham, Demer Demeritris, Harris, Cole, Komet, Charles Leno, Khalil Mack, Balil Nichols, Cordell Patterson, Allen Robinson, Duke Shelley, Roquan Smith, and Danny Trevathan. So I imagine all of those players are going to play, but they are listed on the injury report. Tyler, what is the one thing this Packers team needs to do in order to win this football game? Oh, well, Bears fans are really high on their offense right now. So <laughs> I feel like that's the place to what start. What a joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking ever... Brad's going to tell me that Jimmy Graham's a fucking all-star. <laughs> right. They're also probably going to tell you that Mitchell Trubisky's like the reason and their savior right now since – becoming a starting quarterback again yep, since week he 12. Is. Sign him. Sign him. 
But I do think it's important to know that Trubisky hasn't thrown for over 275 yards since coming back in week 12 here. So it's not like he's throwing the lights out on teams. I do think he's making some good throws and good decisions. He's only got, well, I mean, he's got four interceptions since week 12. (laughs) Uh, But he's making a little bit more better throws than what we've seen from him in the past, which yeah, good for him, whatever. But I think the real thing, focus is going to be on David Montgomery. That guy has been their true catalyst over their winning streak here. Over the last five games, he has seven touchdowns, scoring a touchdown in each of those games. And I don't think, yep, he's had over 100 total yards in all those games, so combining rushing and receiving there. So he has just been a beast. I think it's going to be another like similar type of thing what we saw the titans like you should focus on taking away the run first here that's where you start so get let's get david montgomery frustrated i think that's our keys to winning okay so you said week 12 was when mitch came back so his first game was against the packers yep (laughs) he scored 10 points when that game mattered the i'm the 15 points in the fourth quarter was complete garbage time okay then he faced the, the Lions defense, which is pretty bad. I mean, fucking Mike Lennon scored two touchdowns on that defense last week. The Texans defense, pretty fucking terrible. Vikings defense, pretty fucking terrible. Jaguars defense, atrocious. Um, Okay, good job, I guess. Like, and you still lost to the Lions. Like, yeah, you put up 30 points against the Lions, but you still lost. And and that team hasn't looked like a real NFL team outside of that game in months, it feels like. Like, it just doesn't seem like they can put anything together. And you lose to them, but you're you're real hot. You're, you're so good. Your offense is clicking. Well, look at the teams you faced. Seriously. I, I didn't think it was that hard. And when you started naming some of those stats with David Montgomery, I'm like, oh, Really? Like, I knew he was starting to come on. And then I looked at the teams they played, and I'm no longer impressed. Jimmy Graham had two touchdowns last week. Congrats, it's the Jags. Like, <laughs> I I just, I don't see it. And I'm sure if a Bears fans get a hold of this, well, the Packers only beat the Jags by however many points. Okay, well, the Packers also just thrashed the Titans, who would absolutely destroy you. And... They beat you earlier in the year. <laughs> so, um, I mean, to me, this this resurgent Bears offense is more about the defenses they played. And the Packers defense at that time, that's kind of when they started trending on the upward direction. And the Bears had 10 points in that game. Yes, they scored 25, but 15 of them literally didn't matter. They were literally in fucking three deep, 25 yards off the line of scrimmage safety, so you don't get big plays to actually mount a comeback. So to me, it's not their their offense is not that impressive. To me, I the Bears team, when they're scary, is when their defense is clicking. So to me, you have to stop that front. I am just assuming at this point, because it's better to assume he's in there than out of there. If Akeem Hicks is out there, Khalil Mack is out there. To me, the importance is blocking. 
And that's in the run game. That's in the pass game. And we saw two weeks ago, this Packers offensive line struggle a little bit. Now they did fine against the Titans, but this is a different defensive front than both of those games. So to me, it's all on the offensive line. We, we need to, in going into the postseason, not that offensive line blocking translates from week 17 past a bye into um, the divisional round of the playoffs. But I feel like we just need to see this offensive line get back to where we saw them all year. And let's see them do it against a truly a good group of guys on the other side. Belial Nichols, Akeem Hicks, Khalil Mack. You know, let's see them do against little bit stouter defensive front than the Titans. So that's what I'm looking for. We block them up and, you know, looking at the injury report, they have two cornerbacks, one of them Buster Screen, um, who I believe has been their slack guy all year, who's in the concussion protocol. Jalen Johnson has been a big part of their team as well this year. Like, what are they going to do? Like, how are they going to stop this team? The pressure doesn't get to Rodgers. I don't know how they stop us. So, to me, that is the big key. That's the one thing we need to do is block up that defensive front. And that is much, much easier said than done. Let's move ahead, Tyler. Let's get into our key stats and or matchup. I'm going with stats today on the uh, Pat McAfee show. Aaron Rodgers uh, was asked, you know, where else do you like to play besides Lambeau Field? And he goes, Soldier Field. That's where we're playing this week. So I was doing some digging around trying to find his stats at Soldier Field. And, of course, I can't freaking find them because apparently I'm technologically challenged. Uh, But I did find his stats against the Bears just overall in general. So I guess not just at Soldier Field. But he has 51 touchdown passes against the Bears. That's the most against all the other teams he's played against. The Vikings are second at 50. And then the Bears are third at 46. Obviously, your three Lions. divisional teams or Lions. Yep, yeah, sorry, Lions are going to be, or those three are going to be your top three, seeing how they're in the division. But I mean, with Rodgers, he's got what 44 touchdown passes on the year now. I expect him to add to that. I'd like to see him get to 47. He's going to be chasing the MVP here. I think he, I think he's won it with the way Mahomes has played recently, and he's going to his. His one of his we're going to call it a second favorite stadium for this week. So I'm excited to see what Rodgers does. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And that's it's always fun. You know, I um, went and dug back a little bit on I believe I put it on the podcast Twitter. It might be on my personal Twitter. I can't remember now, Um, but I just quote tweeted it and I said it's Bears week with some laughing, crying emojis. And it's the video of that kid that live streamed um, the game a couple of years ago when Rogers broke his fucking leg and came back out of halftime. And I can like, I can see the kid. I can hear him. Oh no, it's Randall Cobb again. <laughs> uh, great, great stuff. Um, so I'll go into my stats. I, I did, um, the averaging of PFF DVOA again this week. We'll start with the worst. I'll do it a little differently. We'll start with the one we're ranked the worst in. So I'll let you guess, Tyler. What what stats are we ranked the worst in out of overall offensive, defensive, or special teams? Hmm. I hope you're not trying to trick me. I'm going to go with special teams. By a mile. <laughs> 
So averaging DVOA and PFF out, they rank 28th in the league. <laughs> Rough. <laughs> um, the next lowest ranking, Tyler? Defense. Defense it is. And they are ranked 13th in the league, climbing steadily. So I talked about, um, you know, the climb probably starting around the Bears week, which, you know, for most of the season, they were kind of bouncing around like 22 to 26 in DVOA. Um, I didn't have PFF before that, so I don't know 100% what that was. Um, But from the stats that I have since I've started to do these averages, it was 16 against the Lions, 16 against the Panthers, or that was after or after the Lions game, before the Panthers game. Um, and without, and I also used some, the yards per game stat, without the yards per game stat, they were like 19th. Um, and then 16.5 after that game, so before the Titans, now they're 13th. So a nice like they've been right around 16, which has been an increase from where they were. And now they make a nice jump into the top half of the league at 13. Uh, DVOA has them 15th. PFF has them 11th. Next, um, I'll save overall for last. Um, Offensively, they're first. They're first in points per game, first offensive DVOA, first in PFF grade for offense. I mean, it really shouldn't surprise you, right? Um, this offense is good, and this offense was very, very good and have been very close to the Chiefs and all those metrics, and the Chiefs put up a stinker against a pretty bad defense in the Falcons. What they scored? seven? It was 17-14, I think, um, in that game. So, And then the Packers go out and score 40 against the Titans. Um, overall, they are the average between DVOA and PFF is second overall. Um, DVOA has them third. PFF has them first overall there. So, you know, I, I feel like with where if this defense plays the way they can and this offense plays the way they have for the entire year outside of what, six, seven quarters, maybe, um, maybe eight, you know, two games worth of action. If this offense plays that well, we know what they're going to be. They're going to be the best offense or damn near it in the league. And if this defense, like I said, plays the way they have been recently, it, it really does have a making of Super Bowl contenders. I don't want to jinx the Packers. I don't want to get people's hopes up too high. But the way that they played against the Titans, and if they do something similar against the Bears, I think they're the team to beat in the NFC. And I think they are right now. And if they go out and and beat the Bears and clinch that number one overall seed, I think that for further cements that. So let's go out. Let's let's beat the Bears. Let's get that number one overall seed. And let's just rest, sit back, you know, watch these teams beat up on each other a little bit, and then go out and beat the shit out of the Bucks when they come to Lambeau. Because that looks like probably the most uh, – that's probably what would happen – um, not guaranteed, but we'll have to kind of see there. Let's go into our game predictions. Tyler, what you got? Oh, uh, not doubting the Packers this week. So I'm going with a 31 to 21 victory. I think Packers get up 
pretty they get a they get a pretty sizable lead here early on and then just kind of coast through the rest of the game and I'll take a 10 point victory any day so that's my prediction I think it's going to be very similar to what we saw in week 12 I think I think these bears the the fans for sure are full of themselves um I don't think the the players are necessarily full of themselves but to me this team isn't as good as, you know, 4-0 in their last four tells us they are. I, I don't think, or they're 3-0. They've won their last three. Um, I don't think they're that good. And I think the Packers are just more talented. Uh, and I, you know, this Bears defense is very talented. I just, I don't think, even with a good defense, I don't think Chicago can score with us, especially the way our the way our defense has been trending. And you look at just points against and points for the Packers throughout the year have given up 353 points. The bears defense has given up 335. So that's not that far off, right? Then you look at the offense, 356 points for, for Chicago, 474. So the bears got us beat on defense by, you know, 20 points. We have them beat by 120 on offense, and that's not a perfect metric by any stretch of the imagination, but that just further solidifies how much more talented I think the Green Bay Packers are than the Chicago Bears. And so I think the Packers roll, and I think the Packers roll like they did in week 12, but they don't give up the shit garbage time, and Packer fans are very cocky going into the playoffs, and I'm okay with it. I'm going to love it. I'm going to enjoy every second of it. So I'm going to say 45 to 10. Nagy's out of town. Pace is out of town. Trubisky's out of town. And Bears fans should be happy with that. (laughs) I thought you wanted them all to stay, I was going to (laughs) say. I do, but I I don't think they're going to put up a fight. I I know what's for their playoff lives. I, I know all of that, but... I just think the Packers are that much better. I will probably calm down on my prediction (laughs) uh, later this week. So make sure you check out Sunday morning on Dairyland Express to get my true feelings. Because typically on this podcast, I just am outrageous. So uh, make sure you check out my predictions on there. Um, But I do think the Packers win pretty handily, I would say, by at least 14 points. So... The line's 13 and a half or lower. Go ahead and place your bets, everyone. Um, and you can come to me on Twitter um, if you lose, but I'm going to tell you, I, I'm going to say, why are you listening to me? So whatever. <laughs> um, but that's going to be it for us this week. Make sure you guys continue to check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Trilogy underscore pod. Make sure you check us out on YouTube. And until next time, go Pack Go. GPG.